0: hello hello okay so I am so pumped to be back I you guys know I feel like everybody relates here it's like I teach us all to be okay when our health needs to come first and we need to take that time for ourselves to take it but we all know no matter how good we get at that it still kind of sucks to have to cancel last minute when it's your body so I appreciate everyone being super flexible um I am happy to report that this little thing lets me relax usually by like midday the latest. So, I think our Thursday Zooms will be fine. Except for that, I will be um heading to Greece tomorrow for a family estate stuff. Um and we'll be having the coaches take over the next two weeks. So our Thursdays will definitely work out. And then when I get back, I can't wait to jump back in with you. So thank you for being consistent last week. And then with the rebooking of the time slot, um, I love doing these Zooms with you guys. So like there's there's a reason I have, this is not going to be something I hand off really. Um, so thanks for that. Okay. Let's start with talking about the winners. So I did um, – I did a New Year's challenge that was a little bit different. It was a little more flexible. Those of you in here who were in that group, feel free to share in the chat if you wouldn't mind what you thought of the challenge. It wasn't like a like challenge, like a boot camp, like we get targeted for this time of year, especially. Um, it was more open-ended. I gave... was it? A daily focus, a recipe, and then a journaling, a five minute journal prompt every day in there. And I loved it. Um, I ended up becoming pregnant during that challenge. So like it was a little touch and go towards the end of it, but it got sent. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. And I'm really excited to announce our winners. So we have a couple prizes for that challenge. Uh, First up, the winners of the $50 off the retreat spot and the free tech session. We have Amanda and Becca. So you guys have gotten $50 off your retreat spot if you choose to come to the next retreats. um, And also get... Oh, and I wrote an extra swag item. So I'll stick an extra swag item in your bag if you end up attending. Sammy's right next to me. So if it sounds like a lawnmower, all of a sudden, it's my eight-pound chihuahua. Um, So he's so cute. Hold on. (laughs) I don't know why he's all bewildered. (laughs) <laughs> he chose a very cute cameo okay so anyway so then we have the nutrition gift card erica congrats on winning our 50 dollars 50 dollar nutrition gift card and then mo is the winner of our free retreat spot so congrats i'm so happy to see you on here i know this is like super late um but Congrats, I put everything into a cup at 8pm, I pulled it out. And there we are. So and then for the winner for last week's um, incentive for commenting the zoom that you watched, and then getting the $50 mystery box for nutrition is Casey. I know Casey is traveling. She's actually doing um, a run at Disney currently, which is really exciting. But congrats, Casey. Okay, so let's get into this. First off, when it comes to eating consistently, getting shit done, like this is such a nuanced topic. You guys hear me say this pretty much every week. This is not meant to be like you're gonna, everything's gonna be fixed in a quick 40 minute Zoom, right? This is like a let's start figuring out what needs to be fixed and then we work more individually on what's specific to you. So, that being said, I'm gonna give you my basic thoughts on the topic of consistency, getting shit done. Um, eating regularly, especially for those of us, whether you're neurodivergent or not, but especially for those of us who are, okay? I figure if us neurodivergents can figure it out with this stuff, then the neurotypicals, it's like cakewalk, right? Um, so not that it's not particularly challenging for you either, just <laughs> these brains can grasp it, I think we're all good. So the first step is to accept that the neurodivergent brain is different. And if you have, you know, you might not have ADHD, right? But let's say you're watching this and you have anxiety. If You get overwhelmed. You get overstimulated. It causes paralysis sometimes or forgetting things. You don't necessarily have to be diagnosed ADHD to have that affect you, especially when you have illnesses that can cause anxiety. So I think that's the first thing is just no matter what, accepting that if you're struggling to be consistent, that you're not just doing that for shits and giggles right? It's not because you're just choosing to be difficult. It's because there is, for some reason, there is something that is causing this issue with maintaining that consistency. So as you know, simple as that sounds, sometimes it's just about stopping and being like, hey, if I haven't been a super, super consistent person my whole life, like maybe that ship has sailed and we got to figure out a different way to make this work. Because so what's the point? You know, how many years have you been chasing that that dream, the pipe dream of doing the same thing all the time and consistently being on track with things. We all want that. But how long have you been chasing that versus feeling like crap? When really, if you redirect that energy, you might be able to achieve that result in a different way than you initially anticipated. Consistency can come in many forms. It doesn't have to be regimented, you know, routine consistency to consistently achieve what it is you need. What are your thoughts on that? As you hear that, because I know some of them I have some of you guys in here are perfectionists. Some of you might like that concept, but feel like it's a little out there. But some of you might be like, "I don't care. I just want to be someone who does the same shit every day," <laughs> which is fine. Ah, uh, tis the season. Tell me in the chat. What are your thoughts on this? Accepting that. The neurodivergent brain is different or the overwhelmed brain is different and that sometimes consistency isn't achieved just by doing the same thing every day sometimes it's it's achieved in a way we need to make it happen for us to still get that result even if our method was different i know for me i really had this rigid way of thinking i mean it's also the tism, right? Where it's like, there's one way to do it right. There's one way to do it right. There's one way to, and and if you don't do it right, you're lazy or you're unreliable or, you know, there's a million things, but none of it good. And then I realized that was screwing me over more than anything because I was creating this much room for myself to still accomplish things that were good. I had such a narrow perspective on how it was to achieve those things that I was just create I was setting myself up for failure that way. Let's see what you said in the chat. I think it could help us not put so much pressure or disappointment if we don't do things the way we think they need to be done. <laughs> I don't know like what the hell's in my throat right now. I love that. I agree wholeheartedly. It's so much pressure. You know, and it's so much disappointment where it's like you get you get one shot to make it work. And if you have an off day or you don't feel well, you don't do it 100 percent perfect. It's like it doesn't count at all. What what is that about? You know, especially when we're the only ones judging ourselves that harshly. Typically, nobody's like instilling those parameters on us. Typically, we are instilling those parameters on ourselves. Right. For so many reasons. I've only recently been seeing that it's okay if things change. Hell yeah, because I'm not in the exact same each day, whether mood or symptoms. And it is helpful for me to think about catering to who I am and how I'm feeling that day. Absolutely. A really good Zoom that that reminds me of is the plan of mediocrity. I feel like that's a good one to revisit. If, you know, for anyone who's watched that one, you know, if it hasn't been recent, the plan of mediocrity, it's like about making peace. We know, mediocre sounds like such a bad word, but it's like, if your bandwidth, it's going to change from day to day. You know, you're going to have the ability to do certain things on certain days and other days, not so much. And that's what we're going to talk about today. It all equals out to consistency when you go with that bandwidth, you know? So plan of mediocrity, a good oldie to look at. Okay. I have like the reverse hiccups now that I'm not coughing. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to roll with it. Okay. So secondly, I think when it comes to eating consistently every day, I think the important thing is to think why doesn't food feel necessary? That's a big question to dive into. And it could have so many different answers. I would make that a journaling prompt if this was a challenge. <laughs> I just thought of that. I'm like, that's a good one. But truly, tell me, tell me in the chat for you, why do you feel like feeding yourself regularly. If you struggle with that, why do you feel like it doesn't take on as much of a priority for you? I got a few reasons here, but I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Why do you feel like food is not necessary when you're if you're struggling to eat consistently? Guilt is a big one for me, right? So, um, you feel guilty if you do eat, and almost on the other hand, it's kind of like we feel empowered. We feel like, you know, it's like, oh, I could, or, I could see Becca there. He said, I have enough reserves to live, right? It's kind of like a, oh, you know, it's not like I'm dead, like I need it, even though literally we do, <laughs> we we do at every size, at every single weight. A human body needs to eat, you know. Um, it is our, our one thing, well, our one major thing. We need to drink water too. But it, it's almost like for a lot of reasons, it's like, oh, you know, I'll get to it. It won't be the end of the world. When a lot of us are here because our adrenals are screaming at us because they need us to consistently eat. It's just society and a few other things I'm going to mention have told us that you you could you could live without. No, but nobody's going to question if you don't eat. At least that's what I used to tell myself. I highly relate. You know, I used to be like, "What am I going to get too skinny? <laughs> you know, like, and it's just, it wasn't about that. It's just about nutrients and fuel and just the fact that our bodies need food, you know? culture too. I forget the term for it, but like this go, go, go mindset, like, oh, food can wait. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is also tied into misogyny. I mean, you know, diets have been around forever. Um, I remember I was sitting in a waiting room at a doctor's office and there was this cup, like two friends in front of me and they they were like super old, like like all hunched over, like all wrinkled, like just they have had their day, right? And they're sitting there. And the two of them are talking about their diet. I only had a grapefruit. I'm so proud of myself. Oh, yeah, I felt like such a fat cow. One of them said, I'll never forget. I had so much more cottage cheese than I planned. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is a horror show. Like, I cannot, like, oh, my God, the regret I would be filled with if in my old age, at that age, I'm sitting there, I can't even sit up straight, and I'm still concerned about some cottage cheese and a grapefruit. Are you kidding? Put the pillow over my head. Call it a day. Like, I'm done. You know? So, mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. We're trying to get rid of that. There's nothing new that we we feel like food is just, why not? You don't need it. You could do without. But that's awful. That's so awful. There's no hierarchy of who deserves food and who doesn't. We all deserve food, you know? Let's see. Sometimes when I'm nauseous and have a headache from not eating, I wonder how can I even have no appetite, but I just don't sometimes. That's different too. A lot of it's wired into our hormones. You know, um, our body kind of adapts and learns from our, our behavior. We have gastro issues you know, digestion issues. I mean, there's just so many different things that can filter into it. But I feel like I hate, the worst is when you're like hungry, but you're not, like you're saying. Like you're nauseous, you have a headache, you feel like that that gross, like spitty feeling. And it's like, but I just don't want to eat. And that is largely what I'm going to talk about here in more of a neurodivergent sense too. My rationale though is always, well, I'm getting calories from the N.A. beer. Well, I mean, there's some silver lining to the statement, but I don't know it's the most beneficial. We could definitely work on making that more efficient for you. But rationales are rationales, right? If I'm around others, I sometimes feel judged eating. So I've told myself not eating and being looked at as having willpower was better than being judged for grabbing a cookie when I'm overweight. You know, taking back the power from people who don't pay our bills if we have the cookie or not is a fantastic thing. Because ain't nobody's mortgage getting paid because they're getting judged less, you know? It's just, that I know it's easier said than done, but I, I used to feel the same way. Like I used to feel like at least people will think I'm trying. But the thing to remember is at the end of the day, if people don't know you and assume that you're not trying, they're not gonna see you not eat that cookie and be like, oh, they don't eat at home. The hard part is that we're all being judged no matter what. So it's kind of like, do you live your life trying to get in the good graces of people who have decided they know you? when they don't, or let them think you eat all the cookies and have that one cookie that doesn't lead to 10 cookies later on in private. You know, it's, it's hard. I'm not saying I don't mean to say that like, well, duh, that's part of, you know, a lot of this stuff is rooted in disorder. It's not something you just snap out of. Like, it's not something that you just wake up and decide to do one day, you know, um, our brains will screw with us, you know? And then, you know, eating will help you feel better. So it's like a chore if you are not hungry. The worst. The worst. And we're not even factoring in like medication, like ADHD meds and stuff like that. Hold up, My foot is fully falling asleep because I chose to do this on the couch. Wow. My stabilization pillow come back. Okay. Sorry. I made everyone really dizzy. So this setup is just an ADHD dream right now. Let me just tell you. Let me get reset. Okay. Back to the chat. All right. So next thing. I think the thing to remember is when you have, especially neurodivergence, you have time blindness. It's not just in terms of we underestimate how long things will take so we're always late to stuff or we're always playing catch up i think the other thing to remember is that we will also overestimate how much time something will take and a lot of that is rooted in dopamine dopamine is our reward hormone when we do things that are perceived as good for us we release dopamine it makes us want to continue doing those things if you have any neurodivergence or any kind of severe trauma, you know, CPTSD, there's just so much that goes into it that could affect your dopamine regulation, right? Then what you perceive as rewarding is going to be different chemically than it is conceptually. So what will be an obvious, like, I should do that, which, I mean, all of us wish we could just do what we think, what we know we got to do, Right. Like if we just did what we knew we should do, like that would be amazing. But here we are. So things that seem obvious that we should do chemically require a lot of dopamine from us that we may not have at that moment to give. So if that's the case, even if conceptually we know something is good for us, like taking a second from your work because you know it'll only be a few minutes, you eat something and get back to it. Conceptually, that makes sense chemically we're going to blow right past that and keep working i'll get to it in a minute and then it's four o'clock anyone been there before and then at night it becomes the vortex because then you're able to not have to have responsibilities and have to think so it's cyclical It's cyclical, but a lot of it is based in the perception. And that's why I asked, why doesn't eating feel necessary? If it feels like a chore because you don't have an appetite, if it makes you feel guilt-ridden, if it's overwhelming because you have, I know this sounds crazy, first world problems, you got too many options. And it's going to take too much time to stop who's been there and like actually compile something to eat. It doesn't make sense conceptually, but chemically it will screw you. (laughs) And then before you know it, because there's not that strong desire to eat, even if physically there might be, there's not that appetite there to eat that overrides that that fact that it's boring or you're doing something else that's more important or whatever, and the motivation isn't there, it ain't going to happen. And then you have the whole society you know, thing of like, oh, well, what did, you didn't eat a lot today? Boo-hoo. We all know, though, that our chemicals up in this body, these hormones, don't like that. So how do we hack it? Because now we know conceptually, chemically, conceptually, chemically, this this fight's going to keep happening, right? So how do we hack that so we can make sure that we are pragmatic about it and we have steps in place that we can kind of try to override that? We try to make it as easy as freaking possible. That's how. And I have a few tips, okay? Again, I want this to be Encouraging us to have our own solo chats, whether it's me, your coach, whatever, on how we make this apply to you and your situation and your food likes and symptoms and all that. But in general, when I had to sit and think about it, these are the things that really helped me, at least. So, one, realize again, I'm going to drill it home consistency comes with balance, which means some days are up here, some days are here, some days are here. Those of you listening on Spotify, Some days are up high, middle, low, whatever. They all factor out when you have the same goal in mind. They still factor out to a good balance versus being all or nothing, black or white, having a very high margin of error. That's going to lead you to constantly be falling off and trying again, falling off and trying again. That's not consistency. Okay, so the first step is accepting that. Consistency is not perfection. Now, number two for an actual tool, habit stacking. This, again, needs to be reworked to your schedule and stuff. But I try to attach everything I can to my morning and my night, particularly, if possible, bed. Because for me, if I have to do something before going to sleep or I have to do something before getting out of bed, it eliminates a lot of distractions for me. So. Um, as an example of this, I do my affirmations at night as I'm showering, as I wash my body. I pretty much wash my body every night. I don't wash my hair at night because this fine hair will snap off in a second. So I wash my body pretty much every night. I do my self-care. I roll it into my nighttime routine. So I have my galaxy light on, you know, I just, I try to make it as relaxing as possible. Decompress. At that point is when I try to take, I make it like limited screen time. I'm not perfect with this. Again, consistency is not perfection. But limited phone screen time, right? I put my Naked and Afraid on TV with low light on my screen and I fall asleep to it, whatever. But low phone time at night is what I really try to stick to. Then I go to bed. I have my tea right next to my bed. I have my meds right next to my bed. And I'm, I, I try to figure out what meds I'm able to take at night and when or some I can take in the morning. I want to leave as few meds during the day as possible because that's what I call the wild west. Like I said, I try to attach everything mandatory to my nights and my mornings because during the day, that's that flexibility I allow to just have to roll with shit. Okay, so um, I take my night meds. I do my, like, dry brushing or I do my gua sha as I wash my face in bed. I use Avera Glow, so I'm able to do all of this in bed. Um, you can do any kind of oil washing, to be honest with you. I have some suggestions I've found that are a little bit price uh, cost-effective. If For those of you who have been curious about Avera Glow, but it's, like, a little too steep. Um, I looked it up, honestly, because I'm like, what happens if they discontinue this? And I'm obsessed with it one day. But anyway, I digress no meds. Um, (laughs) so I, what else do I do? Um, check my blood sugars before bed and then I go to sleep. Then in the morning when I wake up, I, um, trying to think I take my morning meds. When I was taking my ADHD meds, I would set an alarm for an hour earlier than when I had to wake up, take my meds, go back to sleep, let them wake me up. And then go from there. I have my meds again next to my bed that I have to take in the morning. I got my water that I try to drink before I even get out of bed. And Then I don't even remember what I have in my mornings right now. It's like complete fuzz from my brain. I'm so sorry. But habit stacking. Attach routines to routines. Stick to morning. Stick to night. Um, this ties in with if you work from home, make what's called a day plate. So if you work from home, this is number three. If you work from home, make a day plate in the morning before you log on to work. So take a plate and you're going to put three different things that you're going to eat on there. A piece of cheese, some berries, some edamame, some leftover from last night some tuna salad, like whatever. It doesn't even have to make sense. If you're going from something where you will not stop during the day to actually eat, even if you have a weird smorgasbord of three things in front of you that you eat, that's a good, that's an improvement. So make a day plate before you log on to work, get a plate, throw thing three things on it that you'll eat and keep it by your desk. That's something I would attach to your mornings. Um, if you have issues with hydration, take a big-ass cup of water to bed with you, like I said, and start off your day drinking that, you know, but attach that, attach stuff to your morning and your night. And then number four, I don't know why I call these things these things, but you want to make what's called, you want to have meat mechanisms. If you're a vegan, we'll find we'll protein doesn't, there's no alliteration there. I'm sorry, but meat mechanisms is basically you want to have easy based protein preparations in mind, right? Uh, Chicken thighs in the air fryer, pork chops in the oven, just like easy, a meatloaf. You just mix it and throw it in the oven. Just your basic, like super easy. It will take five minutes from package to however the hell it's going to cook kind of meat preparation, protein prep, if you will. And then you wanted to use the flavors that you're in the mood for in the moment to change up what that item is. So again, if you're struggling to think of how to feed yourself consistently because you feel like you don't know what the hell to eat, like you forget, you run out of ideas, you need help getting inspired, if you see from my stuff that I post, we'll change up like the sauces we pair with stuff or how we marinate it or like I was talking to a client earlier today and – was talking to them about meatloafs, right? And I asked them, I said, what type of cuisines are your favorite that you might feel too intimidated to try? And they said Italian and Chinese. I'm like, okay. So the flavors that you like from this, um, we can use those in any base kind of meat prep, a meat mechanism. (laughs) So I don't know. I love alliteration. Um, But like meatloaf make it Italian, right? You can add basil, pizza seasoning, um, some shredded mutts into it, cover it in tomato sauce, like a jarred sauce, bam, Italian meatloaf, okay? Listen, I'm not not sitting here to tell you it's like you're making authentic cacio e pepe, that we're talking about like you're exhausted, you got 20 minutes to eat, right? And you don't want to spend money on DoorDash. So it's an Italian-esque meatloaf. Want to make it more Asian style, right? You do sesame oil, ginger powder, garlic salt, um, soy sauce, throw it in the meatloaf, bake it. It's, It's, you know, it's reminiscent of the flavors of those cuisines. And again, it's just meant to be easy. If you're struggling to feed yourself consistently, you need to have a little bit of flexibility so you can go with your mood in the moment. But you want to make sure you're cutting like the grit work or grunt work out, I should say, so that you feel like it's not something that's going to make you get that resistance to like want to take those few minutes to do it. Because that time blindness is going to be like, oh, my God, you don't have the time or the energy for this when really it's five minutes of throwing shit into a pan and putting it like a pot and put in the oven or like a dish and putting in the oven. We've all been there. We all, you know, like I got a pile of stuff to return to Amazon. They literally could not make it easier. If Amazon themselves had a courier service that would come to your door and knock and say, hey, give me your packages. I'm going to return this right now for you. I would still struggle to book the appointment for them to come do that. I don't return stuff. It doesn't matter. So I get it. I get it. It doesn't make sense conceptually but it's chemically our brains be booby trapping. You got to make it easy. You got to make it as easy as possible to just get through it and be like, it's really going to take a few minutes. And then you're going to feel that dopamine release of like, wow, it did take a few minutes. And some days you're really not. It's not a matter of psyching yourself up. So that that's that whole bandwidth thing. Some days are going to be a lot. Do you hear this dog? Oh, no, wait, I think we established that it cancels out the sound. Just know he sounds like a lawnmower. Um, it's about having that threat, the the change in thresholds from day to day, giving yourself the flexibility to do so, but really stopping and having that talk with yourself to be like, is it time blindness? Can I throw stuff in a, a dish and be good? And and of course, you have support here to help amp you up if you need it. You know, you have the chat, you have your coach, you got me, you got each other. You know, so definitely utilize it. All right. So let's see what you guys said. I've made meatballs, but not in balls, <laughs> just the ingredients chopped up in the pan. I mean, a meatball is a meatloaf is, um, you know, a hamburger. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really conceptually whatever we want it to be. Same flavor, different look. Definitely save time and the ick of touching the meat that day. And that's a thing too. Now for nothing, I use gloves in the kitchen. I know it's not like the most earth conscious, but um, I will throw up and not make the food otherwise. So I pick my battles, you know? But do what you got to do. Try to judge it up with the flavor, change it up with flavor. Um, I've done, I think it's Kitchen Academy, something like that. Kitchen Confidence, I think it was called. I did a couple years ago, a whole series on cooking. And not just like your basic cooking, but like the concepts of cooking, how the different ways that you cook it impact the texture, how to do different flavor combos. Like I got really into the nitty gritty of it. That's a good series to go back and watch if you're looking for something to listen to as well. The Kitchen Confidence series. I should redo that with new updated recipes and stuff. Okay. So anyway, I hope this helped. Um, The recording will be up tomorrow before i head out to greece um i re- i reached out to uh, all of my calls to reschedule them um if you have an issue getting a booking with me because of the difference in time zone just text me and we'll try to work something in um try to think what else you still have the coaches like i said you still have the whatsapp chat you still have the facebook page please don't hesitate to utilize all the support you- no one here is a bother no one here is too much we are all in this together. Right. And yeah, congrats to the winners. Text me, claim your prize and play again next time. I don't know. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Bye.